This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Earthwise, environment and peace with justice interviews on Plains FM 96.9. Welcome to Earthwise. I'm Lois Griffiths. Martin and I are delighted to be talking today with American journalist Philip Weiss, founder and senior editor of the website mondovice.net. Lois and I strongly recommend visiting that website. Welcome to Earthwise, Phil Weiss. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, Phil, we interviewed you not long ago about the power in the U.S. of the what's called the Israel lobby. But since then, Israel held an election on the 1st of November. Netanyahu is now prime minister again, so that's not new. But what is new is the makeup of the new coalition government. What does the Religious Zionism Party stand for? Who are its leaders and who follow the followers? Um, Yes, Lois, just to be clear, I don't think Netanyahu is actually prime minister. He's about to become prime minister. Okay. Um, Yeah. So there's some technicalities yet to to come, but he's got a clear majority of the parliament. And... um, the second largest party in his coalition after Likud, Netanyahu's own party, is, is as you mentioned, religious Zionism with 14 seats out of 120 in the Knesset, the parliament. And they are a, um, as you said, a very right wing, uh, openly racist, uh, fascistic uh, party, uh, which is an heir to um, Meir Kahane, the uh, um, religious uh, Jewish zealot um, of the uh, uh, 1980s, who was actually barred from the Knesset because he was so openly racist and who was later assassinated in New York. Um, So one component of this religious Zionism block is uh, our our adherents of Kahanaism. Um, They they worship or they adore Kahane. And that part is led by this uh, racist Itamar Ben-Gavir. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how many of the 14 seats he has, but the other part is um, Bezalel Smotrich uh, of a religious uh, Zionism party. And he is um, also extremely anti-Palestinian. And then there's also an anti-LGBT uh, block, uh, a religious group uh, that opposes uh, any rights for gay people that makes up part of this coalition. Now, as to the adherents, you mentioned who is for them. And the shocking thing, I think, for uh, Americans and uh, possibly for Kiwis, too, is that um, a lot of young people support this party. Uh, and um uh, so it surged among young people, it surged on the right, and it surged among Israeli Jews who uh, think that Israel has not found uh, uh, the best answer for the Palestinian situation. Obviously, Israel has found no answer for the Palestinian situation, but uh, religious Zionism uh, has hinted that, uh, or suggested at times, uh, members of the party that uh, Palestinians should be uh, deported, uh, shipped out of Israel for disloyalty. Uh, 
They've said that uh, Palestinians should be, uh, all terrorists, quote unquote, should be shot um, and uh, shot whenever they, even if they don't threaten Israeli soldiers. So it's very right wing uh, block with a very strong following in Israeli society, which, as we've discussed before, has become more and more right wing. I think people outside Israel don't realize that about 20% of the population there is Palestinian, in fact, in Israel itself. Yeah, I think it's actually closer to 25% or non-Jews are 25%. Yes, people outside Israel don't realize that. There's a lot of things that people outside Israel have very little understanding of, and that's one of them. The, the impression I get from the news items is that the um, the followers are very young. And just openly yeah, violent, and they get away with, you know, marching through Jerusalem, yelling death to the Arabs. It, it's a scary, yes. scary lot. We must be scared a lot of. There are some left-wing Israelis too, aren't there? Who must be terribly worried. Yeah, I think there are, there are a few uh, left-wing Israelis. I think they're very dispirited and disheartened uh, because they're um, the party that they favor, uh, or the parties that they favor. Uh, a Palestinian party called Balad, uh, and a pa and a um, left-wing Zionist party called Meretz. Both of them failed to get any seats in the new Knesset. So it really is a sign of this toughening of Israeli society. Israeli society is becoming uh, just uh, sort of extremely callous. I would say that that the Palestinians. The, the only answer to the Palestinian situation is more and more violence. And one thing that was said to uh, help uh, Ben Gavir and Smotrich, these uh, right-wingers, uh, gain so many seats is that last year there, when uh, Israel was slaughtering Gazans, uh, attacking Gaza and uh, raining um, missiles down on Gaza, uh, uh, killing over 250 Palestinians, uh, there were riots in Israeli cities and uh, Palestinian residents of Israeli cities were uh, protesting the violence against their uh, uh, against Palestinians across the border. And this really um, uh, Martin mentioned the 20 percent who are not Jewish in Israeli society. The idea that you have this kind of fifth column of Palestinian life, as these uh, right-wing Israelis see it, is very uh, threatening to um, many Jews in Israel because it's a Jewish supremacist society. It really is constituted on that basis, and they don't want to see uh, Palestinians uh, demanding rights or uh, protesting. Yes, the impression, I, the impression I have that, that what has um, well, it shocked Israelis to see rioting in the Israeli cities, but the, I thought it was the the threat to the Alaska Mosque is what really united Palestinians. It's the, I, think, I think you're right. I think it's the fourth holiest mosque in the Islamic religion, so it becomes a religious war, doesn't it? Or it must feel like uh, it. I think you're right. I think that's an important component of this. I mean... Uh, I, I believe that since the beginning of Zionism has always had a religious component. It's always um, it's been it's not just a secular socialist movement initially, as as uh, many say. I mean, many point to the labor leaders of Zionism, uh, Ben Gurion and um, I am Weitzman and uh, 
Levi Eshkol and uh, Rabin, and they say this was a uh, secular uh, Jewish movement that came out of um, uh, socialism and and uh, in Europe. Well, that's true, but there was also always it always had to break bread with uh, right wing religious Jews and. There has been increasingly a messianic component to Zionism, and that's what Zionism is now. It has a very strong religious component, and um, uh, that religious component is enshrined in law, and it's um, uh, evoked by uh, biblical passages, and they use biblical words for the parts of the West Bank. So if you constitute a society on that basis, it's very dangerous, I think, because uh, Palestinians and Muslims and Christians are necessarily excluded from that type of society, or certainly from uh, first-class citizenship in that society. And the schools uh, bring up the young children. I mean, in those beliefs, don't they? From the very earliest ages, that's how they're encouraged. I believe that's the case, Martin. It's not something I've studied, so I, I don't want to. Um, uh, I, I I do think that the educational systems are, are uh, you know playing a large role in this. Um, certainly, they're indoctrinating uh, Israelis in um, uh, the idea that Zionism was some type of liberation movement for Jews from Europe. Let, let's mention two of the um, the leaders of the religious Zionist party and because they, they're going to be given quite high positions, aren't they? One has been... It would appear, yes. It looks like he's going to be... What is he going to be? It's said that he is going to be the interior, the minister of interior security, uh, a police minister, and with a lot of responsibility over how Palestinians are um, dealt with in occupied territories. So it's, it's extremely frightening. Uh, because this is someone who recently waved a gun, uh, took out a gun in a Palestinian neighborhood when he was campaigning and said uh, in East Jerusalem and said these people should be shot, anyone should be shot who's suspected of uh, terrorism or whatever word they're using. And um, and as you mentioned earlier, his followers say, excuse me, death to Arabs. And he's asked them not to chant that, but to chant death to terrorists. But it's pretty much the same thing in his book. So, so I think, so it's very concerning. You're going to see uh, an open war on uh, Palestinian demonstrators, I believe, in the West Bank. And already there has, you know, Israel has killed uh, 210 Palestinians in the West Bank this year. Um, and uh, th- that policeman, that those, the people responsible for those policies, for all that slaughter, were considered soft by Ben Gavir, excuse me, and his people. And the other leader is the um, Yoel Shmutrich. He's yes, Bezalel, He's been yeah. given quite a lot of power too, hasn't he? I, I think he's in line to become defense minister. Uh, it's not. I, I don't think that that has been decided yet. I see. Okay. But he will certainly he will certainly get a lot of power, or he could uh, uh, wreck. Netanyahu's chances of forming a government. So it's quite scary putting these people in such power, isn't it? It is. And um, the hope is in the United States, I mean, uh, that this will finally wake up the American Jewish community to what Israel is. 
I, I was wondering about that reaction, if there has been any yet. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Um, and a lot of people who oppose Israeli policies are hoping that this will be a wake-up call. Uh, I am hoping so, and that it's a wake-up call to anti-Zionism, uh, uh, um, the understanding that uh, giving Jews greater rights is not any type of um, solution to a, a, a bitter, long conflict. It's only going to um, prolong that conflict. Well, even here, we keep telling people that anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitic at all. It's, it's still, a, still a message to get to because there's a fear. Now, what about reactions yes. to the American media? I was quite excited to hear what um, the New York Times' Thomas Friedman has he reacted. Yeah, that was exciting. Tom Friedman has supported Israel since he was a boy uh, and saw his role at the New York Times as supporting Israel, uh, giving the Israeli story to American people. And um, uh, Friedman... Wash said, this is what Israel's become. You're pretty much a lot of the things I've said in the sense that uh, this is now a right-wing society. And I, it's been a little while since I read his column. He didn't wash his hands of Israel entirely, but he said uh, that, you know, we, we've got to acknowledge this is the reality now. And I think what follows uh, from that is that you're going to see increasing calls, even in the American Jewish community, not to give military aid to these uh, fascists. Well, that would be a good start, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, yes, it would. In fact, I've seen a quote from Thomas Friedman. He says, the Israel we knew is gone. We are truly entering a dark tunnel, which a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah, that is a good way to put it. And um, But I think is I think that he, Israel entered that dark tunnel a long time ago, I believe, uh, Certainly, in 2018, when Israel passed the Jewish the nation state law that um, made uh, gave Jews the exclusive right of self determination in the land of Israel, quote unquote, um, that was uh, sort of uh, putting uh, chiseling uh, apartheid in stone, and that was the reason that uh, that law uh, four years ago was the reason that so many human rights uh, groups started uh, preparing apartheid reports that have landed on Israel in the last year. It's really just the the appearance that is now enshrined in law, but it was previously, it wasn't really much better. The Israel they knew was not really a bastion of liberalism, was it? No, it was not. As, as you know, Martin, you've been there, so uh, no, it's not, it is not. It's hardly a bastion of liberalism. Well, it's it's we... given great... We've mentioned Thomas Friedman, but you've used some strong language, too. On November 20, you wrote an article titled, Weekly Briefing, It Got a Little Harder This Week to Maintain Hypocrisy on Palestinian Human Rights. Uh, yes, I think the, the hypocrisy I was specifically looking at, which is galling to Palestinians, is the Western support for the Ukraine uh, resistance to Russian occupation and the acceptance by the West of any tactics that the Ukrainians are going to employ to try to uh, uproot the occupier, the Russian occupier, and to, to, to kill uh, Russian soldiers, even Russian civilians in some cases. So that's the double standard that is extremely galling to Palestinians and that I hope 
will um, make the Palestinian cause more acceptable in the West. We have that here. Every news item tells everything that's happened in Ukraine and nothing about what's happening to the Palestinians. But another, yeah, but don't, but don't you think that that is a liability for Israel supporters ultimately? Yes. That that this is so transparently hypocritical. Another thing I think people here don't realize, which goes to the media, is that uh, what a powerful military force Israel is. It's actually a nuclear power. Is there yeah. any any fears that it might? want war, trying to get the U.S. involved in a war on Iran? I think that that fear is a reasonable one. I think that uh, for over 10 years, Israel has been pushing the United States to attack Iran. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes Israel's media supporters in the United States have been um, cheerleading such an attack by the United States when uh, Iran is no threat to the United States. And is only, I think, a threat to Israeli apartheid. It it does support uh, groups that, um, uh, you know, oppose Israel and sometimes milit militantly oppose Israel. But uh, Iran I, has said that if if uh, the Israel solved its Palestinian problem, it would have no problem uh, if there was equality for Palestinians. If Palestinians had rights then Iran would not support these resistance groups. I think Iran is calling for a nuclear-free Middle East, but there's one yes. little thing that's yes. in the way. Yeah, and I think it's terrifying to think that Basil Il Smotrich, who uh, is a you know religious uh, zealot, uh, could become defense minister. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who will stop at nothing to um, end the... Uh, uh, criminal case that has been um, led against his, his prosecution on corruption charges, uh, Netanyahu will do anything to end that case. He's going to try to uh, sort of uh, dissolve certain constitutional uh, provisions that allow him to be prosecuted. And that's why he's, a, he's brought these people into his government, because they promised to help uh, end the case. Of course, they're there to protect him, aren't they? You're listening to yes. Earthwise. You're listening to Earthwise, broadcasting in Christchurch on Plains FM ninety six point nine, in Hamilton on Free FM, and in Waikanae on Coast Access Radio. Today's guest is Phil Weiss, founder and senior editor of the website mondevice.net. Strongly recommended. A very good website. We've Thank read, you. We read it every day, actually. <laughs> yep. It's not just you. It's right. a, we've got a number of contributors. Yeah. Brilliant articles. Yeah, we do. And we have a Palestine Bureau of people who are reporting on all these killings that are taking place in Palestine. Mm. Well, Phil, the American-Palestinian journalist, Shireen Abu Akleh, was shot and killed in Jenin, West Bank, on the 11th of May. And now, 70 months later, we read that the FBI will investigate. Why now? And why, why not earlier? I think there are two critical factors, in, or a, couple, a few critical factors, well, two, I'll say, in why the FBI is opening an investigation into uh, the killing, Israel's killing of Shireen Abu Akleh on May 11th. First of all, the election is passed, and Biden was not going to challenge mm -hmm. the Israel lobby or Israel in any way before the election here, because uh, it would cause... Um, uh, a very important component 
of the Democratic uh, Party uh, campaign machinery, the Israel lobby and the money it pours into campaign, it would it, it might cause that uh, uh, sort of a disaffection on the Democratic side. So he didn't want to alienate them in any fashion. And the Israeli election, too, has allowed him, because it's such right-wingers, it has caused such a shock inside the Israel lobby here that parts of the Israel lobby have um, said, you've got to do something, Biden, and we'll give you political support to do something. And when uh, the FBI said it was uh, investigating uh, Abu Akhla's murder, um, there were portions of the Israel lobby here who said, that's a good thing. Um, the, the, I'm sorry, the third component I would point to is that progressives in the United States, including many in Congress, have pushed Biden to do this. And so he was under a lot of pressure. The case was not going away. It's something like the Khashoggi uh, murder um, in Turkey by uh, Saudi Arabia, in as much as in both cases, uh, this, the uh, governments have, have covered the case up. Um, and um, certainly, uh, you know, the crown prince is said to have ordered the murder of uh, Khashoggi in 2018. And uh, while no one could say that, I don't think that the uh, political leadership of Israel ordered the killing of Shireen Abu Akleh, certainly the Israeli military was operating under very loose rules. And um, uh, we don't know just what happened when this sold a sniper fired seven shots in her direction, two of which hit her. So, um, and Israel has uh, completely covered it up, said it was just a tragic accident. And uh, the Biden administration is finally saying that's not good enough for us. Yes, they, the, the, this particular case just gets to my heart. I, I've seen pictures of her. I, I just, um, I know that she, um, not just, not just any journalist who reports on what's happening actually happening. She actually went to people and to their homes to talk to them and tell their own stories. So she gave them an outlet to the world, which That's I think, true. yeah, in fact, yeah, it should move your heart. I mean, and she was uh, she worked for Al Jazeera and was very popular across the um, uh, Arab Arabs Arabic speaking world. So, and while we've we've mentioned Shireen Akbar, also this year, there's the case of Julian Assange. And I, I think I hate to think that we're now in a world where truth-telling is a crime. It's well, it's disturbing. I think, but yes, we respect your website. We would remind Thank you. people. Thank you. We try. Thank it's mondevice.net. M-O-N-D-O, like the word for world. And P, uh, Phil's name, W-E-I-S-S. It's actually the German word for white. Mondevice.net. Yeah. Yes, and I well, think our time is that. almost up. It'd be wonderful. Well, I appreciate it. I um, just want to say. Um, you know, your heart is moved by the Shireen Abu Akhla case. It should, I think if you see some of the faces of the other young Palestinians, not so well known as Shireen, who Israel has been killing, some for just holding rocks, others for calling out uh, as a, a commando unit comes in to uh, occupied territory to arrest people, calling out, hey, they're coming. And uh, the Israeli soldiers turned, they, they slaughtered these uh um, barbers who were had left work and were coming walking home in Nablus and uh, unarmed. Uh, these people are being killed left and right by Israel, and this is the army that was too soft in the eyes of Itamar Ben Gavir, and uh, that's why he won so many seats. They were treating oh, the Palestinians too kindly. Very scary Another whole scene. story is about how yeah. how they are attacking children. 
children going to school yes. or tear gas inside. We're going to give a talk locally, I hope, about um, No Way Great. to Treat a Child campaign. Thank you for that. But Phil, uh, thank you for talking to us again. We do oh, appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it. it. And uh, thanks so much. Say hello to Christchurch for me. Good. Have you, well, be, if you do come to Christchurch, you must call on us. Okay, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah I love you, it down there. We're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And we have some other people who'd like to meet you as well. Great. Okay, okay we'll figure it out sometime. Okay. Well, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Lois. Okay, thanks, Phil. Thanks. Well, Martin, it's, it's been a, a pleasure, a privilege and a pleasure. Mine to too. Talk Thank you. To such an outstanding okay. journalist. Oh, you're We do fine. need our okay. truth tellers. <laughs> Thank you. I want to be able to okay. get uh, access to the truth. One more thing before you go, Phil. Do you make contact with someone like um, the founder of the Palestine Chronicle, Ramzi Baroud, people like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's. A, he's he's in a network of people. I think there's a lot of uh, inner um, uh, interaction among uh, many people in the Palestinian community and the Palestinian solidarity community. He's an excellent journalist. And Ali Abu Nima, too. We've, both of those have been yes. to New Zealand and we visited with them. You know, we had... Excellent journalists. Mm. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Leaders. Yeah. Well, next time you come to New Zealand, we're going to make sure that <laughs> you get a chance to speak to the public. Thanks so much. Yes. Love okay. to do it. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, Bye-bye. Martin, I think our time's up. It's been a pleasure talking. And uh, yes. what a world we live in. We must protect all the truth-tellers, everybody, the children. But there's something special about journalists, because if we, if we can't even know what's going on, how can we be of any help? Yes, kid. So from us at Earthwise, goodbye. Bye.